All right. Things are starting to heat up in Texas. We've been talking about it all week. It looks like the federal government in this state might be involved in a standoff. Ultimately, after that Supreme Court ruling that came down last week, we're starting to see things heat up a bit. Texas says they're not going to budge, right? They're going to hold the line. They're going to protect their people. And Joe Biden is really just leading the invasion and wants this to continue on. But Texas isn't going to back down. And we all know this. But uh, Greg Abbott is receiving a ton of support. And he's also receiving support from somebody you might know, President Donald J. Trump. He is speaking out, telling all of the states, in all Republican states, I should say, to back Greg Abbott. Earlier today, in a Truth Social post that we'd like to read to you, uh, Trump went off and pretty much said, we encourage all willing states to deploy their guards to Texas to prevent the entry of illegals and to remove them across the border. So ultimately, as you guys see here, the former president is asking states, Republican states, to back Texas. And we've been talking about this for quite some time now. We talked about it with the Texas land commissioner. Resources that we have, like, for example, state of Florida, are going to Texas and they're going to support them as we rightfully sh should. Earlier today, uh, Fox reporter Sarah Carter actually posted this video, which I thought was great. They were following as, there you see it right there, that is Florida Highway Patrol heading down to the border as well, and rightfully so. So I know a lot of Floridians, we 100% support this because we need to defend Texas's border because let's, let's just admit it, it's going to become a problem for all of us, and we all know that. So I want to bring somebody who knows what it's like to defend the border firsthand. Let's welcome in Gary Brugman. He is a former U.S. Border Patrol agent, and he's also a veteran of the U.S. Coast Guard. Gary, thank you for jumping in with us. We really appreciate it. I know you're at the border right now, so we really appreciate you stepping into your car to take a moment to kind of chat with us and give us an update. I wanted to talk to you specifically because you have a great story, and I know our audience is likely familiar with it. You received a pardon from President Donald Trump. And uh, you still haven't given up after that. You are still continuing in many ways to defend the border, expose the crisis that's going on right now at our southern border. So tell us a little bit about what you're seeing right now and what's going on at our southern border. Hey, Brianna, thank you for having me on. Um, you know, what's going down here in, uh, on, on the U.S.-Mexico border here in Eagle Pass, everybody needs to know. So that yeah. the alien traffic has actually died down. Because from what I understand, uh, our president went to Mexico and cut a, cut a deal with the president over there to hold everybody back until after the election. So they're, they're dribbling across at the moment. And I also got some intel that the cartel down in Monterey is holding about 60,000 of them in, uh, mm -hmm. in like a warehouse until somewhere late February, early March. So they're not gone. They're just still there. And some of them that Mexico was holding actually broke out and are actually on the way here. So we might have a little rise in the traffic. But uh, but the National Guard is here. They got everything blocked off. They got double uh, razor wire and Constantine wire up. And they've closed all the entrances because I come here all the time. And I'm sorry, I keep looking this way because I'm actually at one of the gates that we used to be able to drive down. And they have it blocked off with a fence and, uh, and, a, and a big military National Guard vehicle there. Yeah. And there was supposed to be a standoff. But judging by what everybody's told me today, and I talk, I, I was listening to some of the uh, Border Patrol Union people, and, and I know a lot of the troopers that were here from when I was an agent. A lot of lieutenants here were uh, young troopers when I was here. And Border Patrol doesn't want to fight with DPS. DPS doesn't want to fight with anybody. Everybody's peaceful here. Mm -hmm. They still allow the Border Patrol to launch their boats from the boat ramp here. But, um, but yeah, basically, they're not allowed to patrol and cut the, uh, cut the wire anymore. And Gov Governor Abbott's defying that. Yeah. He's not letting yeah. it. And rightfully so, right, Gary? Because ultimately, Border Patrol shouldn't be cutting back that wire. We we need it because we need to push back these illegal migrants and defer and deter them. And ultimately, the, the areas where these the, the wire fencing has been kind of the razor wire fencing has been placed. Ultimately, they're right by port of entries. We were talking about it yesterday, actually. There was three migrants looking to get in, but they were complaining to one reporter for um, for Nash News Nation saying that, oh, like they were waiting right there because they were hoping that they'd cut the wire. But ultimately, if they 
would have just went 200 yards, there was a legal port of entry. But they know that they don't have legitimate asylum claims. And they're right. not looking to legally come into our country. They're looking to break into our country. And I think that is the key point in all of this. We, you know, The corporate media pretends that they're all asylum seekers, but they're not asylum seekers because they don't have legitimate claims. And you know that better than anyone. Uh, ultimately, you're sitting down there right now at the border. You are watching this as this all goes down. Do you think Greg Abbott is doing enough to protect the border down there right now, or do you think there's more that could be done? Well, there's more that can be done. But the main reason for that is because the federal government won't allow him to. I mean, he's, he's trying, and everything that he does, they they sue Texas over it. They invoke an injunction over it. The federal government, specifically the Biden administration, doesn't want the border closed. They want the voters. They want people to keep on coming. You know, I mean, as, as I'm sitting here, several vehicles has come up to take pictures of what they see here with this truck in the way because they can't believe uh, what they're seeing. It's it's become like a tourist trap. And we need the support of other states because everything that happened here, Brianna, affects every other state because everybody's just heading north right now. Yeah, yeah. No, 100%. And you know, honestly, I think that's the best thing that Greg the Governor Greg Abbott could have done, right? He could have shipping these migrants to cities like New York, Chicago, and really putting the problem in their neighborhoods, because ultimately, these liberal voters tend to not understand what the core of the issue is here. They they, they support the, the emotional vote, I'd say. So they vote with their emotions. They don't vote with logic. Right. And now you're really forcing this problem onto them. And so I 100% support that. Now, earlier today, uh, Tucker Carlson actually released a interview that he did with Greg Abbott by phone, where he discussed the federalization of the Texas National Guard. We talked about that a little bit yesterday. Let's play a little bit of that clip and get your reaction on the other side. If the administration declares that it plans to federalize the National Guard of the state of Texas, your National Guard, what will be your response? Well, first, I'll be shocked. That would be a boneheaded move on his part, a total disaster. Uh, but for one, as you might imagine, we are prepared uh, in the event that that unlikely event does occur to, to make sure that we will be able to continue exactly what we've been doing over the past month. And that is uh, building these barriers, uh, and whether it be the Constantino wire or other uh, anti-climate border barriers, whatever we've been building, the Biden administration uh, is now trying to attack us because of it. Uh, and we will continue to do exactly what we're doing to expand our denial of illegal entry into the state of Texas. Greg Abbott doesn't think it's going to happen, but Gary, would you agree with that? Do you think that there's a, um, there's really, it's a small chance that he would federalize the Texas national guard. You know, I wouldn't put anything past his administration, but like you said, it would be a horrible move on his part uh, to do that because we, everything's under control right now at the moment. You know, I say right now, I mean, at the moment, because there's still a mess going on. But no, I mean, that, that would be the biggest mistake they did because he's just be, he would be creating a civil war between law enforcement officers, you know, and, and just the people who are not supposed to be fighting each other. It makes no sense for him to do that. And, you know, we need the support of every other state. We got Florida Fish and Wildlife down here. We had uh, West Virginia. We have Massachusetts. Um we have FDLE down here. There's all kinds of agencies down here helping helping out the uh, state of Texas. And, and again, this affects everybody that the people are going to come. They're on their way or they're being held. And it's 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 basically, you know, somebody was arguing yesterday that to have an invasion, you have to try to take over the government. Well, you know, by these people coming here and trying to become voters, that's kind of mm -hmm. what they're doing. You know, even though the Constitution doesn't say it has to be government, but, you know, it's kind of what they're doing. They're trying to change the election. Yeah. No, they are 100%. I would agree with that as well. Uh, so here's my other question, too. A lot of the times when we talk about these issues, it could be the media playing it up a bit. So after the Supreme Court ruling, do you think tensions have really increased down in Texas regarding these law enforcement agencies? Or do you think the media might be playing this up? And this is really just kind of, it's kind of the same situation that you guys were dealing with prior. There's really no increase in tensions. Well, to be to be honest with you, that's what the media is trying to do. They want to hype it up so that so that something does happen, so they can so they can be like, "See, we told you so. We told you so." These guys here, we're all we're all law enforcement officers. We're all military. Most of these law enforcement officers are veterans, you know. And there's no animosity between anybody. Mind you, DPS doesn't like when the border patrol cuts their wire, but they're just following orders. And and 
anybody who puts the order uh, to come down and, and remove the wire and 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 confront DPS, that's just a bad move altogether. That'll be a career-ending move for whoever decides to do it. Because one thing when you when when you follow an order, whether you be in the military, uh, a law enforcement officer, or or even a, a federal agent such as the border patrol, the order has to be a lawful order. You know, you can't you can't just come up and give somebody an order that 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 commits a crime. You know, and by removing all this wire, you're removing the safety that they're providing from, you know, everybody coming in. It's just, this, it'll destroy everything. Makes no sense, Brianna. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. Gary, you're you're there right now. Do you mind just showing us, giving us a little uh, a little inside of what you're looking at right now outside of your car? Yeah, absolutely. Thank so um, I'll do this as best as I can. So we got yeah, the yeah. fence here. And, and we got this vehicle right here. That's, uh, th this used to be a road that we can all go down. And that's Mexico on the other side right there. And they got the staging area back here. And uh -huh. I don't know if you can see this in front of me because I can't see. Um, we got uh -huh. some people here, some vehicles. They're just concerned citizens taking pictures. They got Texas red, white, and blue on. And people have just been showing up just to support everything. And one, and there's a state trooper vehicle right over there. And, I, I, and again, I can't see this. So uh, mm -hmm. do you see that tower that I'm pointing at? There's like a tower up in the sky? Yep, I do. Yes. So that, that tower, they're, they're about... Uh, there are about 40 of those towers here in uh, in Texas, along the river and, and on the interior. Those used to be the old Border Patrol towers with infrared cameras. That cost millions and millions of dollars to put up because that was put up while I was here. And mm -hmm. they have infrared cameras. They have uh, two cameras each, well, four cameras a day and a night. And um, it, they were an incredible tool because you can zoom in. With those cameras, you can zoom in about five or six miles and at nighttime in pitch dark and still see like the word on the side of the vehicle that said Bronco. But mm -hmm. none of them are in use anymore because the software is outdated. And right now they're just, uh, they're just landmarks. That's all they are because they're not in use anymore. And they, they, they cost hundreds of millions to put up back in the day. And why don't they update the software? Why don't they put in new cameras? They're spending all this money sending it to Ukraine. Why can't we yeah. update update everything on the border and it kind of makes me mad because they were a great great tool that we used to use and now they're just they're garbage yeah yeah do you do you know when uh they stopped using those those towers i believe they stopped because they started taking them down one by one uh because mm -hmm. they, they were going bad and they just weren't fixing them fixing them but the last one was in use i believe about five or six years ago Mm, yeah, yeah. Well, it sounds like if you want to defend our, our borders, that's something that you'd want, uh, especially when you could see, as you described, five miles ahead, uh, and you could see such in such great depth and detail. So it's all quite disturbing. Gary, we really appreciate everything that you do and keep us posted on everything because this is something we're going to cover. I know our viewers are quite interested in this and they're also concerned. So please stay safe. We know it's a dangerous situation that you're in just for being there. And we appreciate everything that you do. If you like that interview, you've got to hit the subscribe button right now. And if you're listening on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, make sure you give us five-star reviews and leave us some feedback as well. We're loving, loving this feedback you guys give us. We actually read through all the comments, so please make sure you drop some in. And if you really like my work and you want to make sure you're following everything, you've got to head over to my Substack. It's free. Go over to briannamorello.com, scroll all the way down to the bottom. You'll see my little Substack button. Click on that, enter your email address, and we'll stay in touch. And the important part of that is, you know, I'm getting canceled by a lot of different companies, obviously, like YouTube and big tech and stuff. So YouTube has already suspended our page. We might be able to get it back. We're not sure quite yet. So you got to subscribe on our Substack. That's where all my latest breaking news stories are going to get pushed out from. And we won't spam you. We'll only send you a couple of emails whenever there's something important going on. It's going to be good, guys. So make sure you hit that subscribe button like I told you. Make sure you give us a five-star rating and make sure you subscribe to our Substack. We'll be right back. To celebrate the new year, we're having the biggest sale ever on overstock clearance and brand new products. For example, save 60% on our Goose Down comforters, the best comforters ever. They go perfectly with our MyPillow bed sheets and duvet covers. Save 25% on our brand new kitchen towels. They're made with the same technology as our famous My Towels. Our initial quantities are extremely low, so get them now before they go. 
Our seasonal flannel sheets are finally in. You save up to 50% and they sell out fast every year, so order now. They're truly the best flannel sheets you'll ever sleep on. Or save up to 80% on all our clearance items. And this is where it gets even better. For a limited time, your entire order ships absolutely free. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use that promo code to get deep discounts on all MyPillow products. And for a limited time, your order ships absolutely free. You guys, I've said it once before, so I'm going to say it again. Under the Biden regime, I've never been more worried about my financial future. I called my good friend, Dr. Kirk Elliott, because I wanted to come up with a plan put in place to make sure I was secure. And he came with a plan for me to invest in silver. I'm rich. I've got my silver. I'm feeling so much better about my future. I highly recommend you give him a call and just chat with his team. 720-605-3900. And you could also head over to his website if you'd like to schedule an appointment. It's kirkelliottphd.com slash Brianna. All right, it's important to remind our audience, there's a lot of talk about civil war going on potentially and all these crazy, crazy things. Listen, I want to take a second just to calm everyone down a little bit. I want everyone to think because we all saw what happened on January 6th. We've also seen it happen in Michigan when our federal government has set up innocent Americans to do things that they normally wouldn't do. And I want to protect you, the audience. Now, I'm not telling you to show up to pro- not to show up to protests. We're seeing some protests. Regarding the border, uh, they are popping up, and I would never tell you not to practice your constitutional rights. You should, absolutely, but I want you all to just take a moment to settle down, think if something seems wrong, do not do it, take a moment to just reflect, do not jump to any conclusions, and be very, very careful because, listen, we've seen it, I've covered it before, what's what happened with Governor Whitmer, her fake kidnapping plot. We saw the FBI's role. There was more FBI agents who wanted to kidnap Whitmer instead of actual conservatives. And yet they still sent some good men who were just uh, just victims to prison. And they ruined the lives of others who they weren't able to send to prison. And again, January 6ers, I'm constantly in talks with them. They have ruined the lives of so many. And so I want to remind our audience that you have to be careful. You have to think things through and don't react. Just think. Yes, practice your right to protest. I 100% back it. But understand something. The federal government wants us all in prison. There's no way to other describe it. I mean, they're literally emptying the prisons with legitimate criminals and putting conservatives and their political opposition in those prisons instead. So please just think, take a moment to reflect before you act, and don't let your emotions get the best of you. All right, fellas, listen in, right? Valentine's Day is literally just a few days away. Now, you really got to get on this because if you keep waiting, if you keep procrastinating, you're going to have one ticked off lady. And if you're looking for something that's going to become super important this holiday season for your wife or your girlfriend or your mother-in-law too, I should throw that one in there too. That's another great gift idea. I've got something that I think you might actually like. Okay, hear me out. Your wife, your girlfriend, your mother-in-law, your mom might really love a gift from my pillow. Now I know what you're thinking, why, why? I just got a whole bunch of new products from them. I got their new slippers. They are amazing. I've gotten their sleepwear, their pajamas. They are amazing. They're so comfortable. And I even got little G and Giuseppe, my two dogs, dog beds. And let me tell you something, guys. They are obsessed with those dog beds. So why not support a patriot, support someone who's being canceled by the corporate media world? By supporting Mike Lindell and my pillow products. And then also, you're winning some extra points with wifey and the mother in law and the mom. So, my recommendation head over to mypillow.com right now. Make sure you head over there right now because you can't keep waiting, guys. You're going to miss out on Valentine's Day and you're really going to regret it. And use promo code Brianna. You can get up to 66% off. It's incredible the offers that are on the website right now. Look at those pajamas. I actually just got the two piece myself and it's so comfortable. I got to tell you, it's really cozy. Uh, The slippers are a must at this point. I got the ones with the open backs. Amazing. 
amazing. And I also got them for my best friend, Allie, and she's loving them too. Yep, there they are right there. I've got mine. They are in the pink and they are incredible. So make sure you head over right now to MyPillow.com. Use promo code Brianna. That's B-R-E-A-N-N-A. Snag up to 66% off. And I'm telling you, fellas, you won't regret it. You will regret it though if you don't take advantage of this offer right now because wifey and the mother-in-law will not be happy with you. We've been talking about it for quite some time now. DEI hiring practices do not work. Corporations are starting to pull away from it, and rightfully so. But it's concerning when law enforcement agencies are using that to hire people. And unfortunately, the FBI is actually welcoming this. And they're doing it publicly. They're looking to hire agents not based on qualifications, but based on their sexual preference, gender, and race. And ultimately, that's not what you want when you're building a federal agency to go after domestic terrorists and other extremists. It's not what you want. Okay. Uh, I want to bring up a tweet thread that popped up and it was just incredible because I didn't even know that this was taking place. We're going to get into the Judiciary Committee uh, letter that was released earlier this week, but I want to bring your attention to this first. It comes from Ryan Petty. Uh, Most of you guys might know him. He is one of the Parkland parents who sadly, sadly lost his daughter on that horrific day. He tweeted this out. Just days before Parkland, FBI Director for Christopher Ray was in South Florida to attend an FBI DEI recruiting event. Ray wasn't there making sure tips that might have prevented Parkland were being followed. He was there to cheerlead an ideology. And obviously, that's very concerning for all of us, right? Why is Christopher Ray participating in DEI hiring practices? And all you have to do is just go to their website. It's actually still up on their website right now. So if you go to the FBI website, you'll see that that event on January 10th, 2018 is still being promoted on their website. That was the release of it. The The event itself was on February 5th, I should say. It advertises it here for you guys, as you can see. Uh, I know Ryan thought this was going to get re- deleted, and it, it probably will. So he recorded it as well in his Twitter thread. But it's really, really disturb- disturbing. And ultimately, he brings this other tweet in and his thread where he says, I learned about this DEI event from former special agent Nicole Parker, who was forced to attend. There are many great field agents like Nicole who try to do the important work of the federal law enforcement, but events like this send the wrong message. And he is right. So joining us right now to discuss all of this is Ryan Petty himself. He is the vice chair of the Florida State Board of Education. He is also the father of Elena Petty, who sadly lost her life on that horrific day. We're also joined by George Hill. He's an FBI whistleblower. And many of you guys may be familiar with him. He is outspoken and he is one of the many great FBI agents who are really trying to save our country by coming clean about everything that's going on. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining us today. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank Ryan, you, Marina. Yes, yes. Thank you, guys. Ryan, I want to get to you first because you were the one who flagged this for me. I had no idea that this took place and it was quite concerning. I reached out to the FBI field office here in South Florida and I also reached out to the governor's office. I haven't heard back, but from your Twitter thread, it looks like you're concerned that this might have prevented the FBI from doing its ultimate job, which is to protect the American people. Do you think that they might have maybe misuse their resources, their investigative resources, and kind of put this main focus on this DEI event and making sure that Christopher Ray had a great time while he was down here in South Florida. Yeah. Well, it, it's hard to connect those specific dots, Brianna, but what I can say is we, we know that uh, there were two tips provided to the FBI. This is all you know, public knowledge at this point. Um, yeah. The FBI mishandled those tips Um, The Parkland tragedy happened. Uh, We met with the FBI as a group of families. We uh, met with, uh, we've met with almost everyone in leadership except uh, Director Ray. He's never uh, taken the time to meet with the families that I'm aware of. I certainly haven't met with him. Um, And and procedures were changed in the handling of tips. Um, uh, That's all done. I believe it's at a call center in West Virginia. Now, any kind of a tip like that requires a, an actual law enforcement agent, an, a, a member of law enforcement, a member of the FBI to actually review that tip before it's dismissed. But the tips that came into the FBI uh, were, were very clearly indicating there was a school shooting uh, coming soon and, and included the information about who that shooter was. And the FBI mishandled those tips. Now, I, I know there were procedures uh, that were that broke down 
and the tips failed to be delivered to local law enforcement where where actions could have been taken to prevent uh, the tragedy in Parkland. I don't know specifically that DEI had anything to do with it, but what I do know is that when the director of the FBI is more focused on attending a DEI recruiting event than he is in his law enforcement role, he's sending a message to all of the agents in, in that field office and around the FBI that DEI is the priority and the real work of law enforcement that so many good agents, and I want to make this point right up front, there are great, hardworking, dedicated agents at the FBI. I've met many of them, and they're as frustrated as I am, maybe not as angry as I am, but frustrated, certainly angry that the focus of the FBI would be shifted to something that's not important, not vital to their mission, not core to their mission, and, and quite frankly, in my view, as a taxpayer, a waste of taxpayer money, I think they're putting lives at risk. They're certainly not focused on the right thing. Yeah, yeah, we hear that quite often. George, you obviously have some insight on this from personal experience. Are you, see, are you concerned with, with, with what Ryan is saying, that the FBI is kind of delegating too many of their resources to this stuff and they're really dropping the ball on things that really matter like this? I mean, it's happening nationwide, right? So BlackRock uh, pushed this ESG, environmental social governance, onto corporations, and we have seen them lose billions uh, over the last few years in pursuit of this DEI. So there are market forces affecting how corporations act. However, there is no force that pushes government to change its behavior. So therefore, it's going to continue unabetted um, unabated, excuse me, um, in pursuit of these DEI uh, objectives. You know, we see that, um, you know, looking to hire, you know, pushing um, doctors and air traffic controllers and FBI to focus more on um, issues such as, you know, skin color, religious affiliation, um, even the way they think. And I saw a lot of that, uh, you know, as an FBI intelligence supervisor, because uh, I was involved in the hiring process. But specifically, I was a field counselor down at Quantico uh, around the same time that Kyle uh, Serafin was there. We actually crossed paths, although he was a student and I was a counselor. We didn't like hang out together. But one of the acquaintances that I made there was the head medical officer for the FBI. And he I forget how many years he had been there at that time. And this was 2016. And we were both at different times during the war affiliated with Navy Expeditionary Combat Command. And his primary surgical experience was treating special operations forces uh, all through Iraq. And that was the communities that, that you, he and I were associated with, obviously, though, in different roles, neither one of us being special operators. And he had said to me that he had been to Quantico, I think by that time, about five years and said that the median age of the FBI, and I forget what it was at that time, had dropped from, I think he said, 38 to 31 uh, in the short time that he had been there, but that the maturity level had dropped by half. And so this was 2016. So this has been going on for quite some time. I watched an agent go through training who, you know, I'm going to have to gesture here, but had a piece of hot brass go down uh, her shirt during at the firearms range. And with a loaded weapon with her finger inside the trigger well, reach behind her head uh, to remove the brass, which is not that hot. I've had it happen a thousand times. Yeah. Um, and they couldn't touch her um, because she met certain criteria that the Bureau valued more over, you know, put above, you know, safety and efficiency. Oh, I'm sorry, proficiency with a firearm. So this has been going on for quite some time and it, it's going to continue um, until it can't, until it gets so bad that that there's a, a large public outcry. Um, and I hate to sound hyperbolic. I know, you know, Kyle likes to play the video. Remy, R-E-M-Y did a pretty good video because you just want people to die. I mean, th that's what it's going to have to get to, to the point where, and I'm, I'm sorry for your loss, sir. I, I, you know, I've also also lost a child. It's it's a horrible thing, um, 
No one can understand what that's like. Everybody's pain is, is unique to them. But until a, an airplane falls out of the sky and crashes into a, a large building because of some air traffic controller with clearly documented mental health issues, until that happens or something worse, nothing's going to change. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, well, we were talking about that, sadly, before we started this, and I I would have to agree with you on that. I don't think that anything's going to change until something tragic happens, and I think they'd probably try to cover for it if something tragic were to happen. The Judiciary Committee flagged it. The House Judiciary Committee kind of flagged this DEI hiring practice that's going on right now at the agency, and in their claims, it's quite alarming, but Ultimately, they are saying that there were people who wouldn't normally pass physical fitness tests. They actually, direct quote, was fat and unfit, somebody who was hired, these new agents. There's another new agent who they said really just their English isn't very good. I mean, they need English lessons, which is quite concerning as well. And then as you cited too, there was another one with a serious disability or mental health issue. I mean, those aren't people that you want working there, right, George? You were a part of the hiring practices. You wouldn't hire any anyone who's physically out of shape to take on a job like this, or mentally out of shape, or I mean, you just wouldn't you wouldn't hire these people, right? This is no, I would not. But this is what this is the result. This is what you get after twenty years of everyone gets a trophy and everyone's a winner. This is where constructive criticism is no longer valued. I teach college part time. That's my primarily my sole interaction uh, with people in their 20s. And, and I tell them, you know, if you have friends that aren't willing to kick you in the behind from time to time, they're not truly your friends. A, 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 someone who truly cares about you will take time to adjust you uh, and, and point out some areas that you need improvement on. And But we've been going down this path for over 20 years of – we're now up to two generations of weak people who cannot handle constructive criticism. And uh, and now we actually have institutions in place that protect those people from any kind of hurtful words or hurtful phrases or trigger phrases. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's disturbing. Um, Ryan, I want your take on all of this because ultimately, like we always look for solutions and I've, we've got to figure out how to resolve this. So what would be your optimal vision for how we, we kind of fix this whole situation that we're getting ourselves into with these DEI hiring practices? Because also it's worth noting that it wasn't just the FBI that, that failed Parkland. It was also local law enforcement, the sheriff's office as well, Broward County. So how do we go about fixing these issues? Because that's what every parent wants to know. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I spend uh, a fair portion of my time helping um, not only the schools and school districts in the state of Florida do a better job of protecting our schools. But I, but I lecture uh, nationwide on sort of the lessons learned from Parkland and some of these other tragedies. And I, I think, you know, George said something um, that I, I wish wasn't true, but I believe is true. It often takes a tragedy to yeah. drive the, um, to drive any kind of change. Uh, Florida changed significantly after the Parkland tragedy and, and to the benefit of families and students uh, across the state that are less likely today to experience a tragedy like Parkland than, than we were back in, in 2018. What I think though, you know, again, I'm an outsider, I'm a taxpayer, I'm a citizen. Um, I'm not in law enforcement. I've never been in law enforcement. I've been on civilian review committees for a couple of law enforcement agencies. So that that's the extent of my law enforcement experience. But this is a leadership issue uh, at, at the FBI and at DOJ. And it's going to require um, new leadership at, you know, a new president, right, that is willing to remove the folks that are pushing this kind of ideology through the government systems. And I won't pretend to know that I, I could uh, figure out how to do that. But I do know from, from my work in the private sector that culture trumps everything. And when you have a rotten culture, you have to change the people out that are the cause of that. And the cause are the leadership tier. I'd say it's probably most of many of the folks in DC that are leading the FBI are the problem. They're going to need to be removed and new leadership is going to have to be put in place. Leadership that's focused on the law enforcement mission 
of the FBI and not on satisfying uh, leftist ideology in hiring practices. And, and that's the way we're going to solve this. But to George's point, it may require another tragedy before the American people demand that change. Yeah, I hope it doesn't. I hope it doesn't. George, do you have anything you want to add to that? Yeah, I just want to add in one other thing I experienced in my life. In 1975, when the draft ended, the military was caught flat-footed. They did not have to go out and pursue uh, quality candidates, but yet we still had a military that had to be manned. Um, we were in the deepest, you know, coldest parts of the Cold War at that time. And I went in the Marine Corps in 1976, October 1st, 1976, and went to Paris Island. And when I got to my first command, I was horrified with the Marines that, that I was serving with. And, and they had preceded me by, you know, about a year or so right, right after the draft had ended. And the commandant at that time, uh, re they replaced General Wilson, who was the last commandant to ever uh, have been awarded the uh, Medal of Honor. But General Barrows came in. And General Barrows came out with something called the expeditious discharge, whereby if you had one non-judicial punishment, you could apply to be thrown out uh, to, to get an honorable discharge under general uh, – uh, an honorable discharge – a general discharge, which is under honorable conditions. So you're still eligible for your VA benefits, all that good stuff. And General Barrows went on to say, I don't care if I have to go from three to one division. I don't care if I have to go from three to one air wing. We're going to have good people who can serve and protect this country. And until you get a leader like General Barrows into the FBI and other branches of government that are willing to go down to the bare bones, recognizing that the, that the entity needs to be built back up into an excellent force, nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to get better. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's really important. And sadly, even in our military with the DEI hiring practices, the promotions that are happening there, uh, I was extremely disappointed when U.S. Senator Tommy Tuberville um, gave in. I mean, I think he's a great senator. I think he just gave in to the the promotions. And unfortunately, a lot of people who were just DEI promotions were able to get voted in and get promoted. And uh, it's just, it's so unfortunate. We really do, to echo what Ryan was saying, we do need someone in the White House who understands this and is willing to reverse course. And like the both of you said, get somebody in there who's willing to make these moves because we need it now more than ever. Our nation's being invaded, no matter how you look at it, with people who are suspected terrorists. And we're only catching some of them. And it, it's quite concerning. And I don't, I, I really hope we don't have to wait for a tragedy to take place before something changes. Thank you guys so much, Ryan, George. I really appreciate your time today and your insight in all of this. Okay, so let's end this on a high note, right? Let's get a sense of optimism because I know that was a little bit of a uh, down story, but I want to end this on a higher note for that segment. We are 283 days away from the very next presidential election, and it's a critical one. It's an important one. So again, as you just heard both both George and Ryan say, we need a president to get in there and to change these agencies, get rid of the DEI hiring practices, completely change it. Only put individuals who are qualified for positions in positions of power. That's how we do it. And we start by putting an individual who's qualified for the White House into power. So make sure you guys, you guys, 283 days to figure out how you're going to help make sure the president is President Donald Trump in 2024, okay? So there's many ways to do it. You could figure out a way to get involved with your local polling sites. Make sure, because we all know, we all saw what happened in 2020. They get a little, they get a little, uh, we'll say nice, but they get a little thefty. <laughs> so make sure you get involved in that sense by figuring out a way to volunteer or work as a poll worker. There's so much information out there regarding just that. We need all hands on deck. We also need people to be citizen journalists. If you see something, make sure you give me a email. Like if you see something suspicious, email me. I love tips. I love investigating tips. So my email is it's on my Twitter page. It's just Brianna Morello at protonmail.com. So if you see something, say something. I know it's a corny cliche, but 
That's another way to approach this. That's how we win back the White House by just going through anything that you think might be a little suspicious. Have me vet it. Send it over. We love those. And if you could think of any other way to make sure that we just get rid of all of these these communists who are in power right now, who are destroying our country, send that an email. I love tips. I love ideas. Let's generate some ideas. Let's change our country. Let's put it back on the right path. We all love this country so, so much, and we really need to get back on the right path. And that is how we do so. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm here to tell you about my new product from MyPillow, towels that actually work. Watch this absorbency test. Here's another towel that we randomly went out and bought. Here's one of my towels with the nice design. I don't know if you can see this, but you could line a swimming pool with this. I mean, this is crazy. Get rid of it. Towels that actually work. What a concept. I'm interrupting this commercial to let you know you can get our six-piece My Towels, regular $69.98, now only $29.98. Or you can save 25% on our brand new kitchen towels made with the same technology as our famous My Towels. Also, we have bath sheets, bath towels, washcloths, hand towels, and so much more. And the best part, with your promo code, your entire order ships absolutely free. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use that promo code to get deep discounts on all my towels. And for a limited time, your order ships absolutely free. I want to let our audience in on a little secret. I'm saving hundreds of dollars each year after switching over both of my lines to Patriot Mobile. Yes, so now my business and personal line are with Patriot Mobile. Now Patriot Mobile uses the same towers that you're probably already using now, except it's less expensive. So my 5G towers that I love to use my old provider, I'm still using them now. I'm just paying significantly less money to do so. And on top of it all, Patriot Mobile believes in the same things you and I believe in. They have the same morals. So they donate to causes that are like pro-life causes, veteran causes, and even the NRA. It's incredible. So I highly recommend you head over to PatriotMobile.com right now. Take a look at their plans and sign up. And today, if you sign up and use promo code Brianna, they're going to waive the activation fee. Yes, you heard it right. They're going to waive the activation fee. Just make sure you use promo code Brianna, B-R-E-A-N-N-A. Farmers in France have been pretty upset, and it's all regarding low wages and the EU with their unfair regulations, as we've been talking about for a couple of weeks now. Their neighboring countries, too, have been protesting as well. We've covered that extensively. But now this is what's going on in France. Right there, they're dumping dirt. They're creating all these barricades right now because they're upset, like I said, regarding their low wages. Unfortunately, though, they did do a straw barricade, which resulted in uh, the the passing of one woman. Sadly, this is what one of this one of them looked like. Uh, apparently, some driver drove right through it and did run over three people. And sadly, a female has lost her life in all of this. But ultimately, uh, French farmers are saying they're not backing down. They're going to continue protesting because they're upset. Like I said, with the EU, with Macron, and with their low wages, and rightfully so. They're taking their tractor trailers, their their tractors, all of these things down into the streets creating these blockades and they're not going to give up. They're saying that they're going to continue going on and that they have plans to even expand these blockades. I want to break in somebody who we often talk to about these protests that are going on regarding our farmers all around the world. Let's bring in JD Rucker. He is the co-founder of flyovermeat.com. JD, thank you for jumping on with us today. Uh, We are again talking about these farmers that are upset with the EU, with all these regulations, and now they're creating barriers and they're creating these roadblocks. Do you think that something's going to give here? Do you think the EU is going to be like, okay, well, all right, we'll we'll roll back our regulations, or do you think this will just have to carry on for another couple of weeks? At this stage, it's coming down to placation. They're just going to do whatever they can to placate the farmers. The farmers are trying to to stand strong. Keep in mind, they're they're saying, no, 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 we don't just want your words. Wow, that was a terrible French accent. Pretend like I'm doing a French accent. (laughs) No, 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 we don't want your words. We want actual actions and and stuff like this. And it's it's the best way to put it is, I mean, they're 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 fighting against climate change cult, and that's something that we're going to have to fight here in the United States. And we need to remember today. We need to remember what they're doing because, by golly, if the French are willing to protest this much, we should be willing to do that as well. I mean, I don't think the French have been this upset. Well, the last time they were this upset 
they made it like a musical about him. And it was uh, it was actually really good. Andrew Lloyd Webber did a great job with with Les Mis. But uh, but no, this is uh, this is not going to end the way that everybody thinks it is. They're not going to back down because the climate cult, which is driving all of EU's policies, the climate cult is going to win. It's just a matter of are they going to be able to pretend like they're making changes enough for the farmers to say, okay, okay, fine. And it will come down to taxes and it will come down to to uh, promises for the guys that are making the decisions. But at the end of the day, nothing's going to change as far as the regulations are concerned. Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious, too, with the World Economic Forum going on last week that they weren't going to back down from any of this. And and the regulations are getting out of control. They're unrealistic. You know, we had Michael Yon, combat reporter Michael Yon on, mm. and he's warning of global famines because of all of these regulations. And so ultimately, you have to just kind of figure this might be intentional. Uh, do you think that do you think global famine is something that is likely within the next couple of years? Global famine is technically, if you really want to break it down, and it's already happening. It's not necessarily like a, a famine that's based around, you know, inclement weather conditions or or natural disasters. This is the type of famine that is really geared around regulations. It is worldwide, and it's already in 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 place. The challenge with food, and this is something that your audience needs to understand, the challenge with food is that oftentimes we don't actually see the effects of today until months from now, even next year, could be when we start seeing the real effects, when we start seeing uh, shortages, major shortages at the grocery store. I'm not saying it's going to be next year because the famine, this this famine style change has been going on for a couple of years now. So it's very likely that here in 2024, we are going to start to see some of the repercussions. But here's the thing. There's going to come a tipping point, Brianna. There's going to come a tipping point where people start looking around and then they start saying, huh, this really is looking kind of bad at the grocery store. Maybe I need to start getting a little bit extra. And then other people start noticing because the food's going going faster than it was the week before and the week before that. So they start thinking, oh, well, I better go, go, go grab me some extra. And then all of a sudden, you start seeing the panic. Same panic that hit us in 2020 when we were having the, the infamous – uh, toilet paper shortages, and we were stuck waiting in line to get into the grocery store so we could get our maximum one one four pack of toilet paper. That same thing is going to uh, eventually happen with food, and when it does, well, people need to be ready. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah, I mean, my friends are talking about purchasing spare freezers and fridges just to keep extra food mm-hmm. in their home because everyone's deeply concerned about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't blame them. I mean, everyone's got to jump on board and come up with a plan. And, you know, the company that you found co-founded is a great option for people. Like I've told our audience before, I'm somebody who lives in kind of a city area. I live in an apartment. And so storage is limited over here. So you have a great line of products over at flyovermeat.com. You have all of these great beef products. They are incredible. I'm going to let you describe them in just a moment. But and you're also giving our audience an exclusive. So first, you talk to us about the products that you guys are currently selling on flyovermeat.com and why it's so important to stock up now. Absolutely. So this is uh, obviously it's, it's survival meat. This is uh, freeze-dried, shelf-stable. So you don't have to refrigerate. It's shelf-stable, uh, freeze-dried, cooked. It's already in Mylar bags with oxygen absorbers, as you can see on the screen. That makes it to where you can – it has a shelf life of up to 25 years, maybe maybe longer, some will say. But it's not just you know, your standard beef crumbles or, or chunks of meat. This is uh, cubes of ribeye. It's cubes of New York strip. It's cubes of tenderloin, sirloin. It's the good stuff. This is the stuff that you actually would want to eat if whether there's a crisis or not. Now, unfortunately, um, there are a lot of prepper meat products out there that uh, let's just say that they don't, they don't want the ribeye or the New York strip or anything else because – because they want to try to sell it as as cheap as possible, and then of course people are going to be stuck in the apocalypse, hating the food that they're eating. Whereas, whereas those that go to flyover meat are going to love the food that they eat. As far as the quality of the meat itself, we have made certain uh, certain promises because this is a dynamic situation. The world is changing. We know that they are going to be pushing for mRNA jabs, and we've made a vow that before we ever sell a single a single steak, a single cow, a single bag of beef. Uh, uh, we will not. We will shut down the company before any of it co- goes out with mRNA jabs. Same with with lab grown meat. We will not never sell lab grown meat. Our cows come from a pasture. We'll also, as an all American company that's veteran owned, we're never going to sell foreign meat. So a lot of companies, and you'd be shocked how many companies are, are 
switching right now to importing their beef, importing their cows because it's cheaper. We won't ever do that. We, we're based out of Texas, and so this, these are Texas cows. We, we, we source it straight from the rancher all the way to your table. So all pasture-raised, good stuff. Did yeah, well, you know what's so interesting? Yeah, I think you did. I think you did. I was uh, watching a documentary, and it was actually interesting to me because they were talking about – farmers were talking about how you could label something and say that it's a product of the United States, mm-hmm. but ultimately it's just butchered right. here. And so that's concerning mm-hmm. because, again, you don't know what was going on in the country that this, this animal came from, and you don't know what was injected into it. We know that our pork products now – that's why I steer clear of any pork these days, sadly, because they mm-hmm. could be using – and it's very likely that they're using mRNA vaccines on these pigs. And so, yeah, we have to steer clear of all of that. So that's why it's such a great – product that you guys have. I think it's interesting. Number one, your product lasts 25 years, potentially plus. Uh, and then also the ingredients. Tell our audience a little bit about the ingredients because they're about to be shocked. <laughs> yes. Uh, we we have an ingredient, singular. It is beef. Yeah. We don't even add salt. Yeah. We don't add any preservatives, of course. We, we don't add any flavoring. The reason there is because with freeze-dried beef, number one, we want to be open to, to everybody's diet. Anybody who can eat meat, we want them to be able to eat our beef. And that means there's some people that want need a low-sodium diet or anything like that. So we thought about adding adding salt. We thought, you know what? People, they can add their own salt. The ideal use of this is to be able to put it in like a beef stew or chili or or beef tacos or something like that. So it's already going to have flavoring. You just have to add it. We wanted to keep it as pure as possible. It's great that you brought up that point, though, about the the the, uh, the pigs, because for anybody in the, your audience who doesn't know, they did start injecting pigs in 2018. Nobody knew about it. Nobody knew about it until 2022. That's the first yeah. time we're really started making making national news that this was happening. Four years they were doing it, and nobody knew outside of the 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 swine industry. Uh, we know for sure that it's not being done to cows yet, but we're also keeping a very close close eye. We have incredible relationships with patriotic ranchers in Texas who they've, they keep us abreast of everything that's happening. And so we will know if and when they start to, to force farmers in Texas to, to inject their cows. We've already got a plan B in Utah and possibly in Idaho, so plan B and C just in case we have to – the, to move operations and get get uninjected cows, but we'll do whatever it takes to do that. It's incredible the 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 push to vaccinate these animals with mRNA vaccines. It's disturbing. I mean, we had your colleague on Jason Nelson on last week, and we actually mm-hmm. played a clip from Bill Gates, who was ultimately saying that uh, whether it's like chickens or they want to produce more eggs, it it will work out for the American people because ultimately uh, mm-hmm. it will create lower prices because they could we could produce more eggs. Was kind of like how he was insinuating it, and to me that was scary. I mean, we've lived off these animals for hundreds of years. I don't want to manipulate their genetics. I don't see the purpose of that at all benefiting the American people. Uh, but I want to get back to what flyover meat is working on. You guys are actually going to start adding bison mm-hmm. to your website soon. We're so excited about it. It's not up yet, but it will be up shortly. So you're working on a special deal to make way for the bison exclusively mm-hmm. to our audience. And for a limited time only guys, prices are going to go up on the website soon, but ultimately now you can lock in the low prices plus get 20% off and free shipping and it's all if you use the promo code Brianna, so B-R-E-A-N-N-A. And again, I mean, it's a great deal. It's exclusive to us right now, 20% off, free shipping. You're locking in those low prices you see there on your screen right now. Uh, talk about portions a little bit. How long can a family of potentially maybe three or four people survive off of this? And how long should our audience kind of prepare themselves in case we do run into a situation where they need these products? You are loaded with the best questions today. I, Sorry, I am JD. very impressed. No, that's <laughs> I'm, I'm being serious. These are great questions. Thank I you. don't get. I do all these interviews. I don't get questions like these. This is important. Each bag I'm ready comes to with grill twelve you. full yeah. servings. These are no, no. It's good. Twelve full servings, and and they are resealable bags. Now they they have a twenty five year shelf life. But once you open them, that cuts the twenty five year shelf life. But here's the good news. You have, yeah. if you take it and you seal it back up, let's say power isn't cut, Lord willing, power's not cut at the time. If you you open it, you reseal it, you can put it in the refrigerator and it'll last like 60 days. I'm, not, I'm sorry, for six months. If you oh. don't have, let's say power's out, you don't have a refrigerator, you take the bag, you open it, you take out your portions, you reseal it. 
it's still going to last for for a good 60 days. So you're in good shape there. So as far as how much should people buy? Now, here's where, where it gets a little bit tricky. We do, because this is just beef, obviously, you're going to have other, unless you're doing the carnivore diet during the apocalypse, you're going to have other other needs. We recommend using this as a as a, a the, the ultimate protein that you can add to just about anything. It works with other freeze-dried foods. It works with canned foods. Premium, the most premium thing in our future, in my humble opinion, when it comes to food, is going to be protein. This is why they're going after cows. This is why they're injecting pigs. This is why there's there's this mysterious bird flu that, that just won't go away that's calling millions and millions and millions and millions of chickens. They are going after protein so hard right now because if they can control the protein, they will control the people. That's what Henry Kissinger, a variation of what he said. He said, uh, "He uh, who controls the food supply controls the people. Now that that uh, now that they've, they have this, this is going to be the easiest thing for them to control, to push us towards bugs, to push us towards lab-grown meat, to push us towards protein alternatives. I, for one, and the whole reason that Jason and I started this company in the first place was because we said, look, we're not going to sacrifice we're not going to sacrifice in, for crappy whatever they want to try to shove shove in our faces yeah. as far as protein alternatives, and we don't want to sacrifice quality. That's why we, we started this company in the first place. Yeah, it's incredible that we're even at this point, but all you could do now at this point is prepare, and this is a great option. Again, you're giving this exclusive offer. You can lock in these low prices, plus get 20% off, which is exclusively to our audience, which is so exciting, and then you're getting free shipping on top of this. So you got to head over flyovermeat.com. Use promo code Brianna to lock in all those savings. It's incredible. That's B-R-E-A-N-N-A. JD, thank you for jumping on with us today and giving us our audience, our audience this type of insight because not many people will shoot straight with them like this. And you're one of the few we count on to do so. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Thank you for having me on here and God bless you and God bless the show that you're doing. It's wonderful stuff. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm here to tell you about my new product from MyPillow, towels that actually work. Watch this absorbency test. Here's another towel that we randomly went out and bought. Here's one of my towels with a nice design. I don't know if you can see this, but you could line a swimming pool with this. I mean, this is crazy. Get rid of it. Towels that actually work. What a concept. I'm interrupting this commercial to let you know you can get our six-piece My Towels, regular $69.98, now only $29.98. Or you can save 25% on our brand new kitchen towels made with the same technology as our famous My Towels. Also, we have bath sheets, bath towels, washcloths, hand towels, and so much more. And the best part, with your promo code, your entire order ships absolutely free. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use that promo code to get deep discounts on all my towels. And for a limited time, your order ships absolutely free. Welcome back. We're ready for our economic update with none other than Dr. Kirk Elliott. Dr. Kirk Elliott, what's going on? Amazing news for silver, like literally the biggest I have ever seen. Um, and I've been doing this for a long time, since like 2002. Well, we've lived in a world where silver has been manipulated, right? And we've talked about this numerous times, how the big banks like JP Morgan, when they need to buy silver, for example, to um, fund or, you know, have silver backing the silver ETF, they they short do naked short positions. They drive the price down, they gobble up physical silver, and then the price goes up because of all the demand. Then the price gets high. They, they issue more short contracts, buy silver at the lower prices, drives the price up. This has been going on for decades. And even with that, though, we've seen silver in the year 2000 was $4.50. In 2020, it was... 1191. Um, you know, let's see, last year, about 13, 14 months ago, we were sitting at about 1797. Today, it's a little over 22. Two big things happened. So no doubt, silver has grown over those decades, even with manipulation of the markets through short contracts, right? Nobody can discount that growth. It's amazing from $4.50 to 22 over that time span with manipulation, okay? Now, the price today, as I record this, is just a little over 22. 
I was talking to a, a, a very good friend of mine, technical trader kind of guy, and I'm not a technical trader. I could care less, right? But because fundamentals always drive the markets. It's inflationary pressures, uh, political chaos, geopolitical conflict, interest rate cycles, all of that drives the gold and silver with supply and demand because it's a manufacturing metal. So I was looking at the fundamentals, but there's this harmonic convergence in technical trading where, where at 22, it, it represents like literally the, the best buying opportunity in years. So that's one big thing we have going for us. But here's the biggest news I have seen. None of us that are really alive right now for, for all intents and purposes over the last couple of decades has seen a, a silver world that has not had manipulation in it. Well, just last week alone, in one week, 50% of all the net short positions of silver were extinguished. They're gone. They got rid of them. The banks unwinded, unwound their, their short positions. This is in an article entitled From Dystopia to Utopia in Gold and Silver by, by Sprout or Sprott Money. So this is really interesting because the net short positions in precious metals, they cut their net shorts in silver by 50% in one week alone. So play that out for next week. If the trend stays the same, if they do the same amount, they get rid of all short positions in two weeks. Now, I don't know if they're going to keep up with that, but the fact that they got rid of 50% in one week tells us what? The banks are afraid of silver going higher. Because if you have a short position and silver goes higher, you lose money hand over fist. It's leveraged losses, not just dollar for dollar losses. It's leveraged losses. They don't want that. So why would they? We have to ask these questions of why. Why would silver then have 50% of its net short positions extinguished, unwound in one week? because they're expecting the price to go higher. Then you have this harmonic convergence of price that technical traders are looking at at the 22 level, and that's the best buying opportunity in a couple of years. This is like the culmination of a perfect storm. Everything that we've talked about for years, you know, we might be in a world pretty soon where there's no short positions in silver, where the markets can just run free the way that they're supposed to. This is exciting. Right. This is this is really great because we haven't seen silver do poorly. I mean, you can't say four fifty to twenty two dollars an ounce in the last twenty something years. That's amazing growth from eleven ninety one to twenty two in the last three and a half years. That's incredible growth. I mean, that's almost doubling in three and a half years. That's with manipulation. When the short positions are gone, that's manipulation free. Right. This is this is incredible. Um, that what's happening, the biggest news in silver that I've seen in, in my career since at least 2002, maybe even ever, because we haven't lived in a world where there hasn't been short positions and manipulation of the price. We're about to get rid of that. I mean, so, but here's the big story behind that is why? Why are they doing it? Why would they unwind their short positions? Because they're expecting silver price to go up. Wow. And we are in the right place at the right time. So if you are sitting on the sideline, still considering allocation, I would do it now. I truly would, because if this trend continues on, getting rid of those shorts, it's it's sky's the limit for, for gold and silver, both. Thank you, Dr. Kirk Elliott. Did you guys know Dr. Kirk Elliott has actually two PhDs? So he is a specialist in all of this. That's why I trust him. I go to him all the time with my silver and gold questions, and I am so happy to know him. If you guys want to get to know him and his amazing staff, you could do so. Just head over to briannagold.com. That's B-R-E-A-N-N-A gold.com. Or you can give him a call at 720-605-3900. That's 720-605-3900. And ask him all of the questions that you guys have regarding purchasing gold and silver it's a great, great way to invest. I know so because I'm doing it myself. We'll be right back. You guys, I've said it once before, so I'm going to say it again. And under the Biden regime, I've never been more worried about my financial future. I called my good friend, Dr. Kirk Elliott, because I wanted to come up with a plan put in place to make sure I was secure. And he came up with a plan for me to invest in silver. I'm rich. 
I've got my silver. I'm feeling so much better about my future. I highly recommend you give him a call and just chat with his team. 720-605-3900. And you could also head over to his website if you'd like to schedule an appointment. It's kirkelliotphd.com slash Brianna. Looks like you've been sleeping well. Megan, he's back. The my pillow guy. And you're looking good. He's still feeling good. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, we've got the best pillow ever. My pillow 2.0. <gasps> when I invented my pillow, it had everything you never want in a pillow. Well, now there's new technology that makes it even better. My pillow 2.0 has my patented fill combined with a cooling fabric with temperature regulating thread. My pillow 2.0 is truly the next generation of my pillow. Now's the time to go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use the promo code to save 50% on your My Pillow 2.0. Not only that, for a limited time your entire order ships absolutely free. You're sleeping even better and cooler too. And you're looking good. Feeling good. I knew you would. MyPillow.com And if you enjoyed that segment, make sure you hit that like button. And if you want to see the news before it becomes the news, you have to subscribe to our channel. And well, if you have a liberal friend that you're looking to save, make sure you share this content with them.